always have as many irons on the fire as you can. Don't bank on the pipeline of deals under contract because deals fall apart, due diligence happens, and you're not going to close all the deals that you get under contract. So it's a balance for sure of doing your due diligence and not getting distracted by the shiny new toy, but always always be building that pipeline. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I want to introduce to you Ash Patel. He's a full-time commercial real estate investor. He's going to be doing the interview today and a lot of them moving forward. I'm still going to be doing interviews, just not as many. And he is going to ask tough questions while still building rapport. That way it's not awkward. He's a good friend of mine. Join me in welcoming Ash Patel. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm here today with our guest, Matt Whittermore. Matt is joining us from Albany, New York. Matt, thank you for joining us, and how are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, Ash. I'm excited to dig in and talk real estate today. Good. So today is Sunday. So best of our listeners, we are doing a skill set Sunday where we talk about a specific skill that our guest has. Matt is the principal at New Scotland Capital and has spent six years in real estate investments and commercial mortgages with over $2 billion in transactions. He also appeared on episode 1918. So Matt, before we get started today, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Absolutely. So when I appeared way back when, I think that was in 2018, I actually had transitioned into the software industry and still in real estate finance. I was working for a company that is one of the leaders in investment management solutions for real estate back offices and syndicators. And then recently after that, I had always wanted to jump into real estate full-time and become a full-time investor. So 2019 and 2020, that's what I spent most of my time on was launching my business, getting settled in my new market of Albany, New York, and meeting people and forming partnerships here. And what is your business now? So we are primarily a multifamily investor. We have recently branched out into some other asset types, but the bread and butter is multifamily syndications and joint ventures in the capital region of New York. And Matt, what's your early real estate investing experience? Did you start out in multifamily? I did. So at the young age of 20, I was still a full-time day student in college, but had the itch to get into real estate. So this was in Boston and I worked with a company in Boston doing acquisitions for small multifamily properties. So learned the business from the ground up and that's about 10 years ago now. So taking all that experience that I learned as an employee and putting it to work as a principal for my own firm now. And you got a lot of great education while you were getting paid working for some of these companies. What were some big takeaways that you learned in your $2 billion in transactions? Great question. Taking it back to the early days and acquisitions there, the one lesson that I learned was to always have as many irons on the fire as you can. Don't bank on the pipeline of deals under contract because deals fall apart, due diligence happens, and you're not going to close all the deals that you get under contract. So it's a balance for sure of doing your due diligence and not getting distracted by the shiny new toy, but always, always be building that pipeline. And Matt, what was your first deal? My first deal, I think, as most 
probably listeners get started is a house hack, a three-unit house hack in downtown Albany. The financing is so good that it's hard to not look at up to a four-unit as a, an opportunity and how to get started. So yeah, it was a three-unit house hack in downtown Albany. What was your next deal? Another three-unit non-house hack around the corner from that with a private lender. So that was first foray into using a private individual investor as a source of debt. What did your portfolio look like when you quit your job? When I quit my job, I had exactly zero units. So I took probably a more aggressive approach. And I think that just speaks to my personality. I'm the kind of person that has to be all in on whatever I'm doing. So I built a lot of the systems that I have in place while I was still a full-time employee, had a nice pipeline that I felt comfortable with and learned that lesson that we just talked about that not all the deals closed. So felt good about leaving the job, but it was definitely a leap of faith. So Matt, you had a pipeline of potential deals coming in and you were confident that that would bring you to the next level and you can quit your job. Yeah, exactly. We started looking at a small multifamily, two units, and no real maximum on that. Just having the experience in commercial real estate, I was comfortable that if I came across a garden apartment complex that I would be able to act on that. So that's where we're at now, that we've acquired a, a small portfolio to build that track record, have a shared sort of REO schedule, if you will, and now we're looking for the bigger deals. Who's we? My partner that I formed New Scotland Capital with, his name's Dan Odebashian, and he's based out of Albany, New York. He's been managing multifamily real estate for about 10 years now. He's done some pretty cool adaptive reuse development projects, and he's got a nice little portfolio for himself around Albany. So naturally, he's a good partnership. He's a little bit older than me. He's still, still a young guy, but He's got more experience, more chops in terms of operations and track record. So the nice joint venture structure of somebody lends the bankability aspect of it. And I'm the one pound in the pavement for deals and opportunities and bringing those to the table. Matt, did this partnership form before you quit your job or after? It did. And I think that's probably a story worth sharing for Let's for hear anyone it. out there. It's a reason to get started and put yourself out there because you never know what's going to happen. This was when I was engaged at the time and I was in Philadelphia. I'm from the Boston area. My wife now is from Syracuse. So Albany was nothing but a convenient point on the map that was in between our two families. And we started looking in Albany. I started sending out mailers for those house hack opportunities. And a gentleman that called me back had absolutely no interest in selling his property, but was interested in learning more about me and potential synergies. And fast forward two years now, we formed New Scotland Capital, and we're doing a lot of different kinds of business together. We have really vertically integrated business that offers development services, management services, investment services for both active and passive investors, as well as the real estate development aspect of it. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless, from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting. 
Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. And remember to mention the Best Ever Podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. So you quitting your job, you had all of this planned out. You knew your next steps, what you were getting into. To some degree. The end was definitely in mind, but it was a gradual process where I think this is a great approach for anyone to take in the realm of relationship building and finding partners is to start small and build trust and to focus on how do I add value for this person. I found somebody that I knew very well could easily add value for me. And I made my focus, okay, how do I reciprocate that value? How do I bring to them something that is not easily done by them? He's busy running a management company and he has multiple successful businesses. So the immediate overlap there was he doesn't have the time to pound the pavement for deals. So I'm out there kicking up sand, turning over rocks and bring the deals to him. And it started off as how do we monetize these leads of these motivated sellers that we're bringing up? So we started with some brokerage deals, some wholesale deals, and just some smaller things before actually owning property together. You mentioned that your partner has a niche in repurposing properties. What is that? Great question. His latest delivery was a pretty special project. It was twice used by two different breweries. So it's a industrial property. And then after the breweries occupied the space, it was an energy company, Fuels. So he took that property and put 75 micro unit apartments into that. And it's pretty vibrant building right in downtown Albany. Great location. It was a big hit rented out quickly because of the price point of the micro units, but attracts people because it has great amenities. How big is a unit and what do they rent for? So they range 350 to 500 and right around a thousand. Some of the smaller ones are a little under a thousand. And it's a great price point in our market because any of the new construction apartment buildings, typical layout are 14, 15, 16, up to $2,000 for a three bedroom or more. So there's a great spot in the market to grab in terms of affordability, but also competitive amenities and finishes. Do you know what it costs to convert a brewery or an industrial building rather into micro apartments? 
that total project was about 15 million. And I know that they started with a budget of about 10. So it definitely was a moving target there. And how's the return been on that investment? It's been great. It's stabilized now, well-occupied. It's been a big success for all the investors. How many units are there? 75. Interesting. So what is the one skill that you attribute to your success? I think it ties into what we've been discussing along the lines of relationship building, but having a short memory and just continuously putting yourself out there. It comes from a sales mentality, I think, that if you get discouraged by hearing no, then you're not going to have a very long career. And I think in a lot of ways, we're all in sales as real estate investors. And Matt, you've mentioned a few times that you're the guy who pounds the pavement and gets the deal flow. How do you do that? Explain to me how pounding the pavement equals deal flow. Great question. So it started primarily with direct mail, but our vision was to build a fully integrated CRM and marketing system for those off-market deals. So cold calling is a big part, email campaigns and direct mail are the main drivers there. So you have these systems in place. What are you doing differently, do you think, that adds to your success? Because a lot of people do what you're doing, right? Sure. And, you know, I would say there's still a long way to go. If I was to make an analogy here, I would compare where I'm at in my career to being at the beginning of a marathon. And I think we're in a good spot because we have developed those systems and we have an eye for scaling. So I spent really the first year building those systems. And now we're plugging in new team members to take over that inside sales role, lead generation role. And now I'll be spending more time going out to visit properties and work directly with sellers. What is one really efficient system that you have that's also helped with your success? I'm a big fan of our CRM and we use HubSpot for our CRM. And the reason I say that is because of its connectivity. It can integrate with a great number of systems across your business. And it plugs in nicely with a lead generation system that we've developed in conjunction with a sort of an outside consultant that does Facebook advertising and landing pages and lead funnels, if you will. Does that application allow you to communicate with your leads? Yeah, it's automated email follow-up. It has texting and on-demand email integrated. So from my computer, I can call, text, or email the lead from the same screen. All the communication is tracked. So you can give that professional feel of being really in tune with the lead without having to have that all stored in your brain, which is a nice advantage. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. Do you know what percentage of leads you actually close on? It's a great question. In terms of direct mail, I would say we're right around 1%. I actually am in the middle of analyzing that on the cold call front. The system that we use for direct mail, all the tracking is built in. 
So it requires a little more analytics on the cold call, but I would say it's it's higher, probably three to 4% on cold calls. It's also hard to answer that question because the system that we use, cold calling and emailing drip campaigns are all melded together. So somebody might respond to the email while somebody else calls you back separately. So there's a lot of moving parts, but I think the low single digits across the board is a good expectation. What is a drip campaign? Is that what you said? Yes. So for that, we have a system that say I cold call a seller. Based on the outcome of that call, I will mark either that I left them a voicemail or that they picked up. And depending, there will be an entire sequence of follow-up activities, emails, text calls that are kicked off. So I don't have to think about actively remembering or setting a calendar reminder or even manually setting a task in the CRM. It's all done for me. So as streamlined as can be. That is a great system. How do you fund all of these deals and what do you do with them? Do you buy and hold? Do you wholesale them? Great question. So I guess I'll start from the beginning. Really, our vision was to just get the deal flow going and worry less about the execution. So talk to as many sellers as we can and maybe we buy it. We're probably going to not make a very high offer or be competitive in bidding wars. So a lot of times we convert that to a listing to sell through our brokerage or a wholesale deal. So that was the focus for the first year. And now it's long-term buy and hold. We are doing still small apartments. We've gradually increased the deal size there. And we've actually just jumped into RV parks and campgrounds as a niche that we're excited about. We've done a lot of research and we're jumping into due diligence on a few campgrounds. So Matt, there's a lot of money involved. Where does all the funding come from? Good question. So to start, we used our own money and some friends and family capital. And also that's been a big initiative for us is to, we'll make up a word here, I guess, professionalize the friends and family capital raising. We launched a website, we'll put them in the CRM and make that more official and professional than just calling up Aunt Sally every three months to see if she's interested in investing. And we also have launched some investor marketing to bring in new investor prospects. And the primary goal is syndication. I'd say the typical institutional 90-10 equity split is where we're at right now. You said the primary goal is syndication. Are you syndicating now? Yes, we are. And there's been a few smaller local deals focusing around the capital region and self-managing. That's a big part of our business model to this point. So it's a hundred unit deal, probably sells once every 10 years around Albany because it's such a small market. So that's part of the reason that we did jump into the campgrounds. It was an opportunity to do some bigger deals with much larger cash flow streams. So yeah, we're syndicators primarily today. Do you have the same systems in place with attracting more investors that you do with lead generation? I would say that it goes back to really the design of our business with the vertically integrated business. And we regard everyone as a prospective investor. So I've started off renting someone's apartment for them. I cold call them to try and buy their property, but that isn't on the table at that moment. They expressed to me that they're having some difficulties renting apartments. We have a system for that. It's pretty effortless for us to lease a one-off apartment and they'll pay us a fee. It's not a lot of money, but it's a way to build a relationship. So we provide service 
and we pride ourselves on providing a high level of service. And no matter where that relationship starts, they're always regarded as a potential prospective passive investor. And that's how we run our business. That is a great philosophy. What is that system that you have that makes it easy to rent apartments? Buildium primarily we use for property management. So syndicating across all the different listing sites for rentals, and then just having a team of agents that are always working with renters and can go at a moment's notice to show an apartment and get a lease signed up. So your vertical integration really gives you a lot of efficiencies. Matt, sure. for some of our best ever listeners that want to get into wholesaling, they want to start their deal flow pipeline. What advice would you give them? Try to be as professional as you can, because I think that's an area where there's a lot of people that are trying to get into it. And some circles that I speak in, it's almost like wholesalers, a bad word. And I don't believe that. I think there's a need for people doing wholesaling and it's a great way to make an income. Just represent yourself as a professional. And if you keep that at the forefront of your mind and you treat them as if it's a listing and you just provide that level of service, then you can't go wrong and it'll probably turn into more business with that seller down the road. And then Matt, for some of our best ever listeners who maybe started wholesaling, don't have systems in place, a lot of it's manual. Is there a particular software or system that you would recommend to them to get their business to the next level? Absolutely. Go back to the CRM that we use, HubSpot, because there's a free version and it has a lot of great features. We maintain our buyers list in that software. We maintain our seller leads. So as a second we come across a deal, with a few clicks, I can I can pull up a relevant buyer list based on however I classify those. It's all custom and you can fire off that deal within minutes. Can you talk about your vertical integration at a high level? Because you mentioned you had a brokerage. Sure. What does that vertical sure, yeah. strip look like? Great question. It really goes back to how Dan got into the business. So he started investing in small multifamily properties and realized he was looking for property managers in the market and he saw a gap in the local market in terms of professional property managers. And after searching for a while, he just decided to start his own property management company. So for probably six, seven years, he was primarily only a property manager and had his portfolio that he was growing on the side. And at that point, it kind of clicked that, hey, I might as well get a broker involved and get a license and round out the vertical integration. So it started with property management. Then next was development was added, then brokerage, and then the investment entity. Interesting. So Matt, what's next for you? I'm about to jump into some due diligence on a couple campgrounds. And if I close on a campground, I might be spending my summer in a beautiful campground in upstate New York. Fantastic. Matt, thanks for being on the show. You've given us some great advice with your systems your strategic partnerships, giving advice to people wanting to get into this business. So best ever listeners, thank you for joining us, Matt. Have a best ever day. You too. Thanks so much, Ash.